Hello, I'm Lauren Hubele. I'm here with um, Cameron Scott. Once again, I'm so delighted to have Cameron here with me. And um, I'm doing some further exploration in the polyvagal lens and in um, gemotherapy. And I don't have my co-host here with me today, Megan Limp, but th because this was a little bit more of a personal nature, I thought the recording would just um, be best suited to just Cameron and myself. So Cameron, welcome. So glad you could be here. It's a pleasure to be here, Lauren. Yeah, so as those of you who have been following along with this um, may recall, Cameron and I first worked together um, as um, a client and practitioner. And out of that relationship grew this connection of, wait a minute, I know something um, about what you're doing, trying to do, and perhaps um, offer a lens and my using Cameron to bounce around connection, bounce off connections I've made, right, Cameron, as, as I've made them. But here we are in the moment. And um, Cameron, there's something that happened really remarkable, um, significant to me mm -hmm. um, this last weekend. And um, it was, it, it certainly got me thinking and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to talk to Cameron about this. So you ready? Absolutely. Let's dive in and see, well, using the polyvagal lens, how we can understand this better. Yeah, this is great. And being polyvagal informed has certainly helped me have an inner dialogue with myself that I never had before. Right. Thank you, Cameron. I'm very wow. grateful for that. However, um, I hit a spot, which I mean, of course, that I didn't quite know what direction to take. And I could literally um, felt like I was moving through this flow chart. So let me tell you. Please. So um, it's a conversation. It's in an um, area that's somewhat confined, right? In the kitchen um, that a topic came up that um, is a sensitive topic to me that absolutely triggered um, some old fears mm -hmm. and um, uh, my sympathetic state. Let's just be honest, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so um, I'm in this circumstance and I feel like this heat, right, in my chest. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think um, the first thing that I could feel were these words coming up, like I wanted to fight, right? Mm-hmm. And I could literally feel the words coming up through my throat, Cameron. And I was like, no, 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 that's not going to be a good thing that I will trigger this other person's sympathetic state and mm -hmm. won't go in a good direction. So I, um, again, trying to navigate this with myself. The next thought was, I got to get out of here. Um, mm -hmm. This doesn't feel safe. I, I need to get out then knowing that isn't really healthy, responsible, grown up, all the words that I'd like to use, and I really wasn't in physical danger, um, I went, okay, what's, what's left, right? <laughs> what are my choices? And, and realizing this is split second, right? This is like this, this, 
And um, so as I stood there and the conversation continued because there were enough people to hold the conversation, if I was quiet, I could feel like I'm gonna explode. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm still here. I'm still standing here. I haven't started fighting. I haven't run away. I don't want to drop into dorsal shutdown and not be present, but it just felt like, like I'm, I'm expanding. Cameron, does this sound like anything you've ever heard before? Through the polyvagal lens, it's very familiar, Lauren. And what I think is speaks to the work that you've done is you have an aspect of resiliency that you did maintain enough of that ventral vagal energy that you could watch this, you could witness this. Yeah. It did not completely take you away. Yeah. It, however, doesn't didn't suggest that those moments in sequence gave you full choice over the situation. And that has to do with our autonomic nervous system doing its job. Remember, this is neuroception is what our body is telling us, the information is feeding to our brain. And when there's enough cues according to our autonomic nervous system of danger or threat, it takes over. It is that fight or flight survival Mm -hmm. adaptation. Okay. So the fact that I was there is normal and expected. Absolutely. Right. Your system was doing its job. Okay. Okay. Biologically. Good to know. So Cameron, here's what was really interesting though. Um, I stayed. Um, I felt this very physical, like struggle within to stay. Like it was hard to mm-hmm. say. I can't say I stayed in ventral. I mean, <laughs> I'd be really not as much ventral as you would have liked, but it's it's degrees. Right, right, and and that's actually very um, consoling to me that if. I didn't have any ventral, I wouldn't have been, even been able to see what was going on. Can you Correct. talk a little bit about that? Because that's really interesting to me. It is. And that's where the work that we do, being able to identify our states, which you have on board, you know when you're, you can feel that sympathetic energy, that intensity, that urgency, you know, your heart's pumping. These are all the biologic aspects of the flight um, fight, flight, response. This is the biologic imperative. This is the adrenal. This is the cortisol. This is all of what happens to our body when our autonomic nervous system is picking up a significant cue for danger or threat. Absolutely. That's its job. Okay. And clearly it wasn't um, appropriate in that situation for me to go search for a GMO extract. So I took to um, heart, some of the suggestions you had, I worked with my breathing while I stood there yeah. trying to stay present. Yeah. Um, you I, needed to help you identify the state and then you needed to bring on more ventral vagal energy before you could go into the more of the subtler things that you might do to really support staying in ventral vagal energy. Talk to me a little bit about that. That's really interesting. So I'm breathing in I, I can stay for the duration of the conversation, although it, mm-hmm. trust me, it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is where 
your, your system, again, you could feel what was going on in your body. You could even feel that dorsal vagal start to pull you down that hierarchy on, on the ladder, if you will. Um, but you had enough ventral vagal to name the state, to notice it. That's, and at that point, you were able to separate the present and, and the intensity of the past and let the story go long enough to really put your first priorities being supporting, staying, supporting, you know, not going completely into a hijacked fight or flight moment. Wow. You know what I love so much about this polyvagal lens is I think in, in you know, old school therapy or even new school therapy without polyvagal lens, we would have really gotten caught up into what triggered me, right? Exactly. And when we're in the midst of a lot of mobilized energy, we're in no place because our prefrontal cortex has gone offline, which is part of what our biology is doing for us when it's a matter of the perception that we need to, for our survival, need to fight or flee. And, and I think I, I know myself, I've spent session after session, could have, with something very similar to that, sessing out, well, I think this was, you know, when you were 12 years old and X, Y, Z happened. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Cameron, what I think I'm beginning to understand is maybe that doesn't really even matter. After the fact, it's nice to have new stories about what might have happened in the past or what's happening now. But truthfully, that's one of the really wonderful things about polyvagal theory. It's not a therapy. It's working with our autonomic nervous system to really have it become that ally and not be that enemy that's going to take you down a, an old route that you don't have to go down in the present. Oh, this is so beautiful. And this is where it marries up so well with was, the yes. work I do. Yep. Because it's not about, you know, what you experienced when you were six or 12 or 18. Yep. It's like, what's your body saying right now? Yes. And, let's yes. and when we get um, adept as you have in noticing that state, then if, there, if somebody's not swinging punches at you or, or, you know, truly threatening your life, then you can have different choices and options in that moment to return to a better regulated state, more ventral vagal energy. And then you've got the resources of your prefrontal cortex and everything you else you know, have learned over the years at your disposal. Wow, wow. Because we really well, yeah. do have the tools we need, right? Exactly. Yeah. But when mobilization essentially unplugs us into that survival response, we don't have those resources. Hmm. Hmm. So Cameron, I'm going to add a twist to this because okay. this has re really got me interested. I, I was interested in that physical sensation, but here's what kind of blew my mind. Um, I left the room, conversation done, did something to kind of distract myself and, and um, um, got something to drink and, and walked around my house, came and sat down. And when I sat down to have another conversation with someone completely different, I lost my voice. Like instant, like boom, and not just like lost my, it was gone, Cameron. Mm -hmm. I couldn't say, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, my brain's ticking like, well, did that shut down? 
did my voice go on dorsal vagal shutdown and I didn't? Or how might you interpret that, Cameron? Well, let me ask, Lauren, what was the energy when you felt like all of a sudden your voice went offline? What else did you notice in your, your body and your system right then? Hmm. There was still the tension, Cameron. There's no, yeah. yeah. I mean, that hadn't gone away. Yeah. This high intensity energy tension or low intensity? Hmm. Hmm. That's a little difficult to answer, and maybe I'm not being so helpful here because I was really engaged with a lovely conversation with someone I um, yeah. in a completely different topic. So in a little bit of way. Uh, I think this was going on in background noise, clearly. Yep. Well, and I'm going to upgrade your term background noise, that your autonomic nervous system through neuroception was resetting itself, rebooting, is, because it had been through your autonomic nervous system, a substantial energy surge, a substantial challenge. And our systems do regulate up, but it's kind of re-regulating. It's coming back. And that's actually a very important, and you, your system took you away from your voice for a little bit. They're just, as I believe, it was actually processing that coming back, which is so much an importance of recognizing that our systems bring us back, whether, whether we're getting in their way or not. Wow. Wow. Well, on a, on a very practical, gymotherapeutic level, I... I found it particularly interesting that, you know, I have protocols that help with the loss of voice or sore throat. Mm -hmm. But and tell me nothing, how you use them. Well, nothing that worked on a would nor have worked on a physical level helped. And it wasn't until I went started to thinking to myself, this is this is emotional. This is my nervous system, because I I even felt like this tension, you know here in my throat mm -hmm. and so when I began to use an extract or two that helps with fluidity that helps um, the autonomic mm -hmm. nervous system yeah. regulate yes then it, it literally was mid-sentence again my voice came back yes yes hmm. I love that and when you speak about the particular tensions in your throat and the loss of the voice that suggest there was still the continuation of that sympathetic mobilized response because our, our sympathetic aspect of our um, autonomic nervous system lives pretty much from our lower head mm -hmm. down to the, the diaphragm. If, if we put a hand behind our neck and behind our middle back, that pretty much maps out biologically where the cues will be coming from that would suggest mobilization. Wow. And your system outside of your awareness was rebooting. And it, it's like it, it, if your computer gets overwhelmed too much, it, it just shuts down in the ways that it does momentarily. And then it can come back online again. Hmm. Hmm. So in rethinking that and replaying it, probably the best thing for me would have been not to jump on another <laughs> conversation or call but to take the time for myself to reboot and and perhaps that might not have happened mm -hmm. well every new piece of um information is is useful experience so we can wonder what might have been better 
but you did something differently. Your system was right there. We're going to really savor that your system did bring you back. And I think we often talk about when we recognize we're heading in that really mobilized response, whatever we can do to gently interrupt, redirect, whatever needs to happen is simply not getting totally hijacked into a mobilized response. Hijacked. I love that term. And, mm -hmm. and that's biologically hijacked. Exactly. Cameron, thank you so much. You have shed so much light on this for me. And I am sure our listeners have all had themselves in a similar circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's something really quite wonderful, and that's why I was excited for this moment. Now you can appreciate really having witnessed your autonomic nervous system in action and returning you to regulation, you have now that embodied wisdom to bring to all the people you work with and with Gemma Therapy. So, oh, thank you. Cameron, thanks for being with me today.